As iron sharpens iron, darling, so it is one woman sharpen another. Welcome to the Woman Ride Podcast, hosted by Anainan Otterwell and Cynthia Lyon, building strong women of color, the cultivation of the mindset. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woman Right Podcast. I'm your co-host, Cynthia Lyon. We're so grateful that you are able to join us today. I'm with my co-host, Anainan Otterell. We have a very interesting but sensitive topic to talk about today, and I'm really excited for us to actually dive deep into it. Hey everybody, Cynthia already uh, introduced me. Um, today we'll be having a conversation on toxic family members go through but we never want to address it because we always try so much to protect our families because we always say that blood is thicker than water but today we'll be coming up with some brutal truths about um, toxic family members and we'll be addressing this issue so uh, the first question that I'm going to ask you is what does it mean to you when we talk about toxic family members and if you've experienced it before? Um, I think, well, thank you for your question. I think it's very important for us to actually establish this whole toxicity, you know, because it's mm-hmm. so easy for people to just be these days. I feel like people are just throwing around the word toxic and you don't really know what it means, man. Just because somebody did you dirty, now you're like, that person's toxic. Like, toxic is actually a big deal. Like, it's a big word to use on somebody or to label someone as toxic. So for me, um, um, mm, no, I won't say, honestly, thinking about the word itself and what it means, I honestly won't say that I have experienced toxic family members, right? Um, yeah. But... In, but for people, in order for you to understand what it means to label someone as toxic, think about the following things. Like, think about how you feel after interacting with those people. Do you feel broken, inferior, small? Do you feel unloved? Do you feel useless? Do you feel ugly? Do you feel bullied? Do you feel controlled? Do you feel attacked? If those are the kind of feelings you get whenever you're around those people, then that means those people are toxic. Mm. Okay. So since you asked me, do you have any family um toxic family members? I can say I have. I don't know. I actually don't want to share it, but now I feel like I should just share the story because it might help someone at some point because I know there are like three occasions and three occasions I've went through this. Firstly, I had someone in my family who was abusive physically. And um, even though to me it was not like that deep, he did not really do it to me. But obviously he was doing to, doing it to someone else, someone that I stay in the same house with. So it, it kind of like uh, affected me as well because the person is like so close to me so obviously whatever hurts her hurts me as well but at some point it did elevate to a point where um he said that like some ugly things to me and i hated it but the the, how we resolved this thing was that we went to the social worker and we reported this and we also went to the police station and he stopped 
So yeah. I did not really cut him off. He still talked like I now like the the relationship is healthy now. But at first it was not healthy. And then at um the second thing was when um one of my cousins I think you even know the story. One of my cousins betrayed me. And then there I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna deal with this. There's no better way to resolve this thing because already this person broke your trust. Yeah, going. So okay. and then another thing was when I just felt like um the person that I stay with in in the house is actually bringing negative energy. Like whenever I'm around them, I just feel so drained. I yeah. can't really pinpoint the wrong thing that they're doing, but I'm just not okay. My soul is not okay whenever I'm around them. So yeah. I just realized that maybe it's because of how she grew. And then now she's like trying to put all those bad energies on other people or the people that are in the house. So for me, it's yeah. something that I actually prayed about and then God exposed it. And then that's when I realized that, you know what, this person can be toxic, but I, I just don't know what is it exactly that they're doing. But my energies and theirs does not align at all. Yeah. So those are like the three occasions that I can say. Sure. And actually, now that you mentioned that, what the last part you know about maybe that's how she grew up um remind me i want to get back to that but later on you know mm. um but yeah, thank you so much for sharing that um so we actually talking about this because you can choose your friends but you can't choose your family some battles are honestly worth fighting, but others will send you to your grave sooner than expected. And the reason I'm saying that is, um, so we're living in a generation where we're promoting cutting people off a lot, okay? Mm -hmm. And we honestly need to stop that crap. And the reason why I'm saying that is that, that's why I said what I just said. Some battles are worth fighting. Sometimes you need to sit down with that person, confront the person, have a conversation, and then you'll actually understand where it's all coming from. And you could also be helping the person, not just only yourself. But if we're going to mm -hmm. be cutting off people without having conversations, without actually trying, we're going to lose out on so many good people. Some people just genuinely need help. Because the, the thing is, if we're going to keep cutting off people, we're going to end up with nobody or we're going to end up with very few people because basically now mm -hmm. we're now trying to search for perfection. There's no such thing as perfection. I have friends who grew up differently from me. They might have some toxic traits or I might have some toxic traits. So we need to call each other out on these things, sit each other down, have the conversation so that we can be able to like, hey, Mgani, you know this, you could have done it better or I could mm -hmm. have done it better. And then we learn from each other and we move. So that's why I'm like, some battles are really worth fighting. And some, some other um, battles will take you to the grave sooner than expected. And the, or basically what this means is, you know, when you're trying to fight for somebody to stay in your life and hmm. you just try, you try and you keep talking to the person, you keep forgiving the person, but that's a person who's not even willing to change. Now that is someone mm -hmm. who could take you to sooner because that person's going to continue being toxic that person has no intention of changing no intention mm -hmm. of being confronted then that is a battle you should not pick up you know so yeah. with friendships, it's so much easier to pack your bags and exit the friendship right so if you feel like mm -hmm. okay this is 
something really toxic for me, you could just pack up and leave. But it doesn't work that way with family. You know, that is why I'm like, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Blood is blood at the end of the day. And this is kind of a very, this is actually a very sensitive topic. Also with regards to, there's a scripture in the Bible. Okay, I can't remember exactly where. That talks about the fact that he who abandons or disowns his own family member or his own brother is worse than a non-believer. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That scripture is there, guys. You can go check it. Um, So when I was going through the um this topic research and stuff like that scripture kept coming back and as much as i didn't want to actually bring it up here because i'm like you know what no toxic people are toxic but at the same time i'm like "Eh -eh. i have to bring up the scripture because if i don't like it's not sitting well with me i think you know what being a christian is actually tough or being a a good christian is actually not easy because if that scripture says whoever disowns his own brother is worse than an unbeliever. Yo, child, that's deep. But now, what happens when that person's really toxic, dude? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yo, yeah, conflicting right there. Um, but yeah, with family, it's really not easy to just pack up your bags and leave. Um, it's blood at the end of the day. Yeah, you just can't like erase them. Like, oh, they don't exist. I don't. Yo, I don't really know how people can be able to do that. Like, like they don't exist at all. But anyway, we'll we'll get deep into that. So we're also not trying to promote a generation that walks out of every relationship as soon as it becomes tricky. So mm-hmm. we're not going to be out of like, yeah, if people are toxic, cut, cut, cut. Then honestly, then this wouldn't deserve a whole long episode because, I mean, we could have just said that in the beginning. <laughs> if anybody is toxic in life, cut them out. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. I mean, we could have just <laughs> But clearly, there's things that we have to dive deep into. So we're not really going to try and promote cutting off people just like that in our podcast. No, we're not going to do that. Um, some battles are worth fighting. So some family members and some friends are really struggling and need professional help to help them mm-hmm. deal with the root or the cause of their toxicity. Um, also, what you were saying, that some of these things could stem back to childhood. Some people were raised harshly. They were criticized harshly by their parents or guardians. Um, and in their defense, they, the, you know, in, in the parents' defense or the guardians' defense, they were disciplining them. But the discipline was too harsh on the child. So this might have made that child feel unwanted or unloved. So that person now grows up with that anger or resentment or harsh treatment or those harsh words that were spoken over that person's life. So that person grows up with all of that and then passes it on to friends and other family members and to his or her kids. So sometimes mm. it's not of this person chose to be toxic. This person probably doesn't even know she or he is toxic because that is what she or he was exposed to from a young age, you know, from parents. Mm. And they grow up and they carry that. So that's why... If you're just quick to cut off someone, it's also being in faith. Like, sit them down and actually try and find out, Chomi, why are you like this? Or Kazi, why are you like this? You know, try mm. to the root of the problem. Or try and help the other person see 
that dude this is not the way to go this is not how you handle situations this is not how you handle conflict this is not how you talk to people this is not how you treat people or try and help that family member to get professional help to speak to a therapist because guys therapists will help you like they will dive deep into your brain and help you psychologically to go back to your childhood where this problem actually began and you'll be surprised by the things that therapy can expose to you things that were always mm. there but you didn't really know you didn't really pay attention to therapy will help you take out all those files and then you will sit there and you'll be puzzled like yo i didn't realize that i had so many problems or yo i didn't realize that i started acting toxic because of that specific boyfriend or husband i had like you you never mm. know where these things come from so and um, that's what i'm just saying we're not going to promote just easily walking out some family members are really struggling with something. Some family members have been um, raped, have been molested by uncles, even people within the family. And now you you don't understand why they have so much anger and resentment. And now you're just like, ah, I'm going to cut her off. My cousin has changed. Yada, yada, yada. And you never really thought, mm. hey, let me just sit down and ask my cousin, you know, free space, open space. Um, no judgment policy just sit down approach them properly and be like because what really happened because me and you never used to be like this now all of a sudden you've switched up you've changed what is making you so angry dude you know mm. oh, maybe that person could end up opening up and be like I've been trying to communicate with the family I don't know how to say it but uncle has been doing one two three and then now you actually understand that you're this is actually deep. And here I was thinking, yeah, man, she's changed. I'm cutting her off. Okay, bye. We, yeah. We're too self-centered, man. I think, I think this is also the problem. We don't want to find out really what's going on with that toxic person. We just want to cut off. So I feel like that's also being selfish and self-centered because we just only care about our space and us and all this. But have you ever thought about, let me ask this person, what's the problem here? So if all of us just run away and cut people off, then these people are never going to change. These people are never going to see light. These people might really be in need. Who's going to help them out if we all just keep running away from them? Mm. Yeah, so those are, yeah, deep. So toxic (laughs) or functional family dynamics can really be hard to recognize, especially when you are still entrenched in them. So that's mm. the same thing. Like if you use your child, that's how you raise. That's how the whole family acts. All of them are very harsh. They are big critics. If you're really still entrenched in those family dynamics, then you're not really going to, it's not going to be easy for you to identify that, okay, my family is toxic. Unless you've mm. now been, you're out of that situation or maybe you're now in varsity. So you're away from family and then you start realizing, oh, or you now visit your friend and then you realize, yo, at my family's house or family, yeah, yeah, I mean, my, my friend's house, they are so peaceful, the family is so loving. And then you start realizing, hi, no, man, why is my family not like that? So sometimes when you're still entrenched in the situation, you can't be able to see that, okay, this these are di- uh, 
dysfunctional family dynamics. Only once mm. you're out of it or in a different space or away from it, then you start realizing or get to or get exposed to something more healthier or something better. That's when you start seeing lights. Would you know? I've not been raised well. Or no, the people that I'm with are not good people. I think the biggest take home from what you just said is that it's so important to communicate and not just cut those people off. Because actually, after we discussed that we should discuss um, that we should discuss this topic, and I started researching, this really helped me to go back to my cousin and talk to her. Because everything that she was doing, I eventually realized that it was out of jealousy, and because of how she feels like I was so privileged more than her. Then I had to sit down, yeah. like not really sit down, but talk to her over the phone and be like, you know what? Not that you are be you are behind in with life. Things are still gonna unfold in your life. You can still like succeed now. Yeah, but so she felt like my relationships are succeeding, she's not getting anything, school, uh work, like she felt like my my life is just on track and hers is stuck. So that's why she ended up growing this um hatred towards me and she hated so much that she can even betray me so it was up until I researched and then I reached out to her and then we talked about it and then she ended up admitting that that's how she actually felt about me and then that's when I was like you know what now I understand it was just so bad at first that we actually took two years without talking to each other because I was so mad of everything that you did and we did not communicate about it and then, and it was so bad because whenever I would go home and you have gatherings, she'd always be there. She's like that close family member that you cannot run away from. Yeah. Ever. And the worst part is that the family didn't know that we're fighting and they'd like send us together and then we do things together, but we're not talking to each other. Yeah. But... And then up yeah. until we talked and then we're like, that's when I realized that, you know what, it was just so bad for me to not realize that this is happening. Instead, I just rushed on the decision of saying that I'm cutting off I mean cutting her off on in my life because I feel like she's toxic mm. so what I took from this is that it was so important to communicate with this person and understand why they they're doing these things yeah I don't know if I should also say that you should be careful of the people that you share things with and the people that you want comfort from and those people should like people that should reprimand you. Let's say now I'm fighting with my cousin, then I come to you, I tell you, and then I'm telling you that I'm deciding this. I think I should also have someone that is going to reprimand me and remind me that, no, this is not how things should be done. Because those people will actually fuel you up and make you hate that person even more. Oh, I wanted to ask, but is there a point where you like draw the line where you keep confronting that person and they don't want to change and then yeah. you end up saying, oh, I'm drawing the line now it's enough now I'm cutting that person off do you ever come to that point okay I've never huh? let me think about it okay well we're talking about family member Aish. Yes, this, this, is, <laughs> this is actually <laughs> deep okay you know what I will, I will get into that I'll get into that um, 
during this episode like where you actually yeah. like get to the point where like okay no enough is enough so i also wanted to talk about family members who are other who are under the influence right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. some family members who misuse drugs or alcohol aren't necessarily toxic so not every family member who uses or who misuses alcohol and drugs are actually toxic and let me explain why i mean um, I'm saying that. So some family mm-hmm. members who um, misuse drugs and um, alcohol are actually friendly when sober, you know? Mm-hmm. But once they are under the influence of drugs or alcohol, they become abusive verbally, physically, or psychologically. That means like I'm emotionally um, abusive. So some of these mm-hmm. people are actually, these some of these people actually need professional or spiritual breakthrough because it is as if a beast comes out to play whenever they're intoxicated, but whenever they are sober, Mm. all is well, and there's peace in the household. Mm. And I, I I know a friend or uh, let me just say an acquaintance who once shared a story with me. I'm not going to get into that, but of how this person, this person's family member would become a whole beast when he's drunk. But whenever he's not drunk, there's peace in the house. You know, there are no fires, there's peace, it's happy, it's jolly. But whenever he is drunk, he's verbally abusive to the kids, to the wife. You know, there's just no peace. But whenever he's sober, he's very loving, he's helping, he's cooking, he's supportive. You know, he's like a good husband, a good father. But when he's Mm. intoxicated, it's like a beast comes out. He doesn't listen to nobody. Like... It's just the worst. And that's why I was saying some of these people, they're not necessarily toxic. So they become toxic when they're under the influence. But when they are not, they are very present and happy and jolly and there's peace. So hey, these are the kind of people that, that actually also need, like as I was saying, need professional help or a spiritual breakthrough. Because clearly there's some animal that comes out to play when they're under the influence. Mm. So that is something that I can't just explain on the top of my head, you know, or suck it out of my thumb. Then clearly it's it's an issue that is bigger than me. Like, because what is really happening? Why does this beast come out to play? So clearly there's some sort of spiritual attack that is happening within the person. Because why do they become some sort of beast? Hmm. You know, so, so some of these people, yeah, whenever they are intoxicated they turn into something else. But whenever they are not, they're actually very kind people. So there are actually quite a lot of people that are in households like that, where they know who's your, when mom comes back and she's drunk, she's going to beat the kids. You have seen videos of, of women like who, like single parents. Okay, no, this is not all single parents, just a few single parents who probably the stress gets too much. I don't know, go drinking. And then when they come back, they abuse little kids. You know, beat them up and beat them up and tell them to clean the whole house. And you can see this child probably is five. Like, it's yeah. so sad to watch and see. But whenever that mother or that father is sober, they're very kind and loving towards the kids. You see, this is why I was saying it also traces back to the childhood. Imagine the child who gets to experience that. That whenever mm. mommy or daddy is drunk, I get beaten and all of this. The child grows up with that pain. And then mm. if they don't handle it and they don't deal with it, they don't get therapy when they grow up, they're going to pass on the cycle. That's why they say hurt people hurt people. 
Yeah, that's true. I think with the first person that I mentioned, that was actually the case. Which person? The the first the first person that I talked about that I experienced as a toxic family member. Mm. Yeah, that was that was the case. So remember that any type of abuse is toxic. So it doesn't have to just be physical violence um, or physical, yeah, physical violence for it to then qualify as abuse. Even if it is verbal, it is still abuse. Even if it is uh, psychological, it is still abuse and it is toxic. So people shouldn't downplay things. You shouldn't be like, oh, well, at least they feel this woman or this person is verbally abusive. This person in my family is physically abusive. So look, I have bruises to prove. Don't downplay situations. Abuse is abuse, whether it's verbal or it's physical or it's emotional, psychological. Abuse, all forms of abuse are toxic. But also note, disagreements, sibling rivalries, tense relationships or miscommunications are common, especially during periods of stress, change, or growth. And I can give you an example of this. Um, a family, for example, a family member might lose a job and mm. right, they get retrenched and that person has bills to pay. So obviously during the period, he or she may act in unhealthy ways or easily lose his or her temper, right? But such mm. is temporary. But true toxicity typically doesn't change or improve easily. It's like it's been cemented into the person's character. That is true toxicity. I'm not saying we should excuse people who are like toxic for a temporary or should like quite temporarily toxic. Like for example, you get retrenched today. You've got you got to pay your flats. You have to pay your car, and now you're thinking, where the f am I gonna get money? And then now mm-hmm. someone comes along. Yo, chummy. Oh, hey, let's go out. Let's plan a vacay because the person doesn't know you got retrenched. And then you're like, hey, you know what? Not everything is about vacay. Yada, yada. And then you're like, you know, now you're acting all weird. You're losing your temper easily. Yada, yada, yada. So those are just like examples of like temporary toxicity, I could say. Or I won't call it toxicity. It's a disagreement. It's a conflict. It's a miscommunication because you're actually going through a period of stress or change. So mm. let's also be very kind. Let's be merciful. Let's be graceful to people. Because, you know, you don't know what they're going through. So sometimes they might, like, snap at you, lose their temper, be rude in that moment. Yeah, you know, it, it happens. But true toxicity doesn't change or improve easily. This is, this, that's why I was like, it's like it's cemented into the person's character. This person is just toxic. It's, this person could be having, has a job, has a house, has a car, has a, good wife, kids, young kid, but still this person is toxic. Now that is true toxicity. It's not even a matter of, oh, you're going through stress, nyana, or oh, it's a period of change, nyana. This person, whatever the season, this person is just the same. Now that, mm. that is true toxicity. It's a very difficult one to deal with. Okay, I think I'll actually answer answer the question that I asked you of uh, do you ever come to a point where you draw a line? 
with me, I'll say yes. Because obviously, come to think of it, I think I actually do sit down and think about this. I'm like, I'm not God. I cannot forgive everyone. There are some things that are like boundaries and they're like drag flags and deal breakers. And if that person crosses that, then there's like no way I can function with that person still being around my space. So like this doesn't really apply on friends or only or relationships only. It applies to everyone. So I've made that uh, point for myself that this is where I draw the line and this is where I actually like cut that person off completely. And more especially if I'm going to address it and then you're going to um, answer in a rude way and you're not even feeling any kind of remorse you know like you feel like everything that you did is normal even after we've communicated about this so i i come to a point where i'm like you know what i can't deal with this person so i just can't have this so for me it doesn't really matter whether you're family or you're a friend or because i feel like i actually treat friends the way i treat my family like if you're a friend and i put you on that family um yeah, so. yeah like oh, whatever you do then I, I'm I'm not gonna tolerate it. According to the village family, um they have established eight toxic traits. So the first thing is like people who have toxic traits, the first thing they could be manipulative. So these are people where you come to them and you're like, dude, I don't like how you handled this or how you treated me. And they twist your words. Yo, guys, I think I've been in a situation like this. That person was not toxic, right? But that person would twist my words every time we were in an argument. And it would really hurt because I'm trying to explain from my perspective. But then at the end of the argument, I'm always the one painted bad. Mm. Yes, I didn't do anything. So that's that's a that's a that's one that's very common because it's like that person did you wrong. You're trying to come and explain that you know what I don't like how you did this. You could have handled better. But at the end of the argument, you are now the one in wrong, like on the wrong side. Gutinjani. Now you also mm-hmm. left puzzled. Now you mm-hmm. the one end you you end up apologizing. And then you realize over time, no, man, I'm the one who ends up apologizing at the end of each argument, yet this person really is the one who did me dirty. But the person just knows how to twist his or her words. So those people are manipulative. Um, they make you feel bad about yourself. They are always mm-hmm. judgmental. Seven is difficulty managing their anger. So these people just snap easily. Um even if it's just a a small topic where we just have conflicting opinions, they don't want to agree to disagree. You know, they want you to hear their side of the story. They, you know, they're always pressing forward. No, white is the right answer. Black is the wrong Mm -hmm. answer, you know? So, and then they start snapping at you. They just so oversensitive about things. And number eight, the last toxic trait is controlling in every situation. Mm -hmm. They want to be in control. They don't let the other people, the other person voice out his or her opinion or make a decision. They always want to be right. They always want to make the decisions. They always want to call the shots. 
Um, so that's one thing. How to respond to toxic family members. So um, I have three things here, but obviously it's like three main things, but they have like subheadings. So the first thing is practice detachment. The second thing mm-hmm. is decide what you want to share and what you want to keep private. And the third thing is learn to say no, learn to say enough is enough. That's basically when you decide to cut the person off completely. So before you get to the level or the stage where you're like, I'm cutting you off, first practice detachment and then also secondly practice what you want to share and what you want to keep private. So don't just rush to I am cutting you off. That's why I was like, this is actually a very sensitive topic because one, we don't know what those family members have been doing to you, mm-hmm. you know. So I can't come here and um, and Ana Otterell, course, also can't come here and be like, no, guys, don't cut off, don't rush to cut off. Try and sit down and talk to that person. If that person has been raping you all along, and your family doesn't even believe you when you tell them, we can't come here and be like, you need to sit them down. Hey, those people don't believe you, and, and it's rape. It's a big, it's a big deal, dude. You know, yeah. it's it's not even something to actually laugh about. Like people are actually going through these things, hey. So it's like I can't come and tell you, hey, sit down with the whole family. You've sat down, you've explained. Your own mother doesn't even believe you. They're taking the rapist side. Honestly, I'm not gonna tell you to be sit like sit down and try this. And hey, these people are not on your side. You have to seek professional help. You have to go see a social worker. Like you're gonna have to need you go you need help with that situation, you know. But one thing for sure, you'd have to cut that that rapist out of your life. Aguna, oh, what about Aguna. what about the people that uh your parents actually? What about them if they still don't believe you that you were raped? That is where practice detachment comes in, because. That's why I'm like, there are levels to this thing. So the one who actually did that thing, that one, the one who's the real villain in your story, that's the one where you can be like, yeah, I'm cutting this person completely. Then if the family members didn't believe you, you don't have to now cut all of them, the entire family off. You could practice detachment and hope that one day they might get to see eye to eye or get to find out the truth. For example, Jeannie Mai, her story where she was molested as a young girl and then her mom didn't believe her story. She still had her mom in her life, even though she became like distant because like, okay, my mom doesn't believe me. But now years later, only years later, imagine when she's now a grown adult and stuff, did it come to light that, hey, my daughter was actually telling the truth all those years and her mom went back to her and apologized. Obviously, it was very difficult for her to just forgive her like that and stuff. It took a lot of therapy sessions, a lot of things for her to finally accept and forgive her mom for not believing her back then when she was young. But now she's got to a place where she has fully forgiven her and they have a good and healthy relationship. So that's why I'm like, this is actually a very sensitive topic. We can't really tell you, do this, do that. It's, not e- it's easier said than done. We don't know what you're really going through behind closed doors, you know. We might be talking about toxic family members in terms of, oh, they are verbally abusive and that's it. But we don't know. Maybe some of you are experiencing physical violence um, as well as verbal abuse. Um, Like they're doing a lot. Some of you might even be going through witchcraft. 
like it could really be like intense stuff so it differs so we're just trying to just give you like a light a lighter background note or whatever or steps to follow you know because especially if it's not too drastic if it's not too drastic where you feel like i can still sit down with my 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 mom i can still sit down with my sister and talk about it then talk about it but if it's too intense then try and get professional help you know you need a mediator to come and help you you need a prophet to come and help you you need you need like people who are gifted in a certain area to help mm. and, to come and bring light into that situation because it's bigger than you so the first thing is practice detach- detachment so how do you do that so detachment can involve um number 1 not practice not participating in messy family affairs that's one thing i do um even if it's not like a toxic setup but i'm not going to get myself involved in family affairs like if the family is fighting about 1 2 3 i'm not going to come and put my head in there i don't want to be involved in the next thing so if it doesn't concern me i'm not going to get involved so i don't like participating in fam- in messy family affairs or fights Another thing, avoid topics that bring up strong emotions. So if they start talking about things that make you feel really angry, move away. Move away before you start to say things that are bad and all of that, you know. Move away and calm yourself. So any topic that might make your blood boil, avoid having those topics with your family members. Um, another thing, uh, practicing detachment, keep conversations light and casual. If you know that family member ticks you off, keep the conversation light and casual and move. Don't talk about deep things. Don't let it get there. Just be like, oh, hi, how are you? I'm good. How was your day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice to see you. You look good. Okay, bye. And then you go chill with the other family members. Keep it light, casual. Don't even let it get deep. Now they're asking about your personal life. No. You at a family gathering, greet, compliment, and then move. Go sit with the others. Keep it light. Avoid those situations. Um, and you can also end the conversation or choose to leave the family event early if necessary before it gets too much to bear. So some people really have like toxic family members, as in it's not just one. It could be the whole family. But because blood is blood, you know, you got to still show up as family. So now the family events, you want to show face. Go show face, go for Thanksgiving, go for Christmas, leave the presents, stay for an hour maybe. But if you feel like now it's starting to choke you or it's about to choke you, say your goodbyes, leave. Um, then number two, um, the main thing is decide what you want to share and what you want to keep private. So not all family members have to know your business. Share what you feel comfortable talking about. If you don't want to discuss pregnancy, for example, then dismiss the conversation, but politely so. Because obviously, if you do it rudely, you're going to take that person off. Already that person's toxic, so it's going to blow up into a big fight. So dismiss the conversation politely. Stand your ground so you don't lose your mental sanity every time you're around these people. The thing is, you you mustn't keep letting these people win. Toxic people want to be in control. So they feed off seeing you suffer. So if this person verbally abuses you and then you start crying, that person's ego, and it's like to them it's soul food. They get fed to see that, oh, what I'm doing is making you hurt. 
you know it's hurting you yeah. so you can't keep losing your mental sanity every single time you around these people you need to stand your ground you need to face that demon as like face to face and be like you know this time around I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to take it no more. So if so, if you know you're around family members and they're always telling telling you, when are you going to get pregnant? That time you might be having difficulties with falling pregnant or you might be having miscarriages that they don't even know about. Now they're in your business. Gandhi, when are you going to get pregnant? When are you going to give us a grandchild? When are, what are, what are, what? Like, that's all they care about. They don't even care about, oh, um how's work or how's it's always just that one thing and maybe that one thing is something that's also challenging you 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 you're struggling falling pregnant so what mm. you could do is dismiss that conversation if you don't want to talk about kids if you don't want to talk about marriage they're like when you're getting married when you're getting married if you don't want to talk about those things dismiss the conversation put an end to it don't even entertain it but don't lose your cool keep your yourself sane and then the last thing was learn to say no learn to say enough is enough this is basically what she was saying with like yeah now i've had it i have had it i am done i'm walking out so just because their family doesn't give them the right to keep suffocating you that is one thing we need to unlearn and learn so we have learned that because they're family, we gotta keep, you know, we gotta keep taking their shits. We gotta keep on holding on. Even if it's marriage, whatever it is, you gotta keep on because, I mean, you said your vows or because you were born into that family, you gotta keep on taking their rubbish. No, you need to unlearn that and learn the truth that just because they're family, you don't have to keep letting them suffocate you if you feel like you're suffocating you've tried talking to them you've tried therapy you've tried getting a prophet involved like spiritual leaders involved you've tried this you've tried that and none of those things have worked you've prayed to god and still these people don't want to change then clearly that those people are the um are the devil Mm. then really have to stay away because i think sometimes the misconception is that okay i prayed to god about the matter right so then you're expecting things to just get better but then things keep getting worse and then you're like i'm praying for things to get better like let's say you're praying for a relationship with your mom to get better and then things keep getting worse and worse and worse and then you keep staying, but your mother is suffocating you. Gandhi, God, mm. the reason why it's getting worse is God is actually showing you the one who's been bewitching you all along is your own mother. Mm. That means you need to move away. So that's when now this whole, oh, we are blood, we're family, uh, that no longer comes into play, guys. Because that is the devil. The devil's in your household. How are you supposed mm. to stay with the devil? Are you going to keep using the excuse of, but we're family, we're blood? Even the Bible says that you will never find God and the devil walking down the street together. They are enemies. They are not friends. They won't even sit in the same room. They're not friends. So now if you have now realized, this is the devil in the family. This is the one who's after me. You still want to go to bed with that devil. You still want to share the house with that devil. What are you expecting? If that's what I was saying in the beginning, some battles are worth fighting and some will send you to your grave sooner than expected. So when you now want to take up a fight with the, the person who's actually the devil, who's sent, for, sent by the devil, who's working for the devil to be after you, then you basically now dig your own grave. 
you're trying to be God, you're trying to heal that person and fix that person, whatever. Hey, some people really don't have, don't intend changing. They don't mm. see anything wrong with them. They're actually working for the devil. They don't see anything wrong. They have demons controlling them. Stop trying to be the fixer of things. So if you try to talk to that person, it didn't work. You tried therapy, it didn't work. You tried this, it didn't work. Move. Remove yourself by restricting access to you. Access denied. Where now they want to come see you at your house. No, you tell them, if you want us to meet up, we'll meet up in public spaces. We can meet at the restaurants, but you're not coming to my house. I don't mm-hmm. want you to enter my house. So set like limits, restrictions. Limit the time you also spend with them. This is why some family members only show up at family events. But other than that, throughout the year, they never come through. Only when there's a wedding or a funeral or like something big where the whole family is required to be there. That's the only time they show up. Maranjenje, they don't come because they've decided, you know, I'm going to limit the time I spend with them because they're not good for my health. They're not good also for my spiritual well-being. Because every time I'm around them, Moyawami repels. My spirit just mm. repels their spirits. So clearly there's something that is happening spiritually. There's something that is not aligning with this person. Don't ignore those things. Don't ignore those things. Or if it is too unbearable also, if it gets really too unbearable for you, then this is where you now cut contact. You don't talk to them. Like you don't have beef. Don't hold grudges. That's one thing we want to say. Don't hold grudges. You don't have to be close again. Don't hold grudges. Just make peace. This person doesn't want to change. This person is toxic. I'm moving away from them, but I don't hate them. I pray God helps them see light. But mine, because I think that's important for me to say it like that. Because some of us, when we cut people off, we cut them off still holding grudges, still hating them. And that is toxic. That is bad for you. Because now you have planted this bad seed in your heart. That grudge turns your whole heart to be crooked. So that's why one thing we once talk about, and I don't remember which episode, where we were like, when you don't forgive somebody, you're actually causing more harm to you than to that person. Because mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be carrying that grudge in your heart. So when I forgive, heal, make peace, but choose to move away from that person. You don't guide, choose to never get close to that person again, but when I own a beef. So where's Tom? You, you 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 don't get angry and then yeah, I don't want to talk about Tom, ah, you know, because clearly it shows you haven't healed. You'll be like, hey, Tom, I'm like, like it doesn't make you angry anymore because you've let go, you've healed, but you've chosen to just cut contact and heal within so that you don't repeat that toxic cycle one day to your own kids and your own in-laws. Because the thing is, if you keep these people around, you're going to carry their toxic traits into your future. Then you're going to repeat that cycle to your friends. You're going to repeat that cycle to your own kids. You're going to repeat that cycle to your husband, your wife, your in-laws. And then the cycle goes on and on and on. So if you don't want the cycle to go on, you need to, you need to cut yourself. If it gets too unbearable, you need to cut yourself so you can heal so that you end that generational curse of toxicity in your family. You know? Mm. That is honestly what I want to say. But cut them off. Don't disown them. Find healing. Forgive them. 
love them from a distance. And one day, if you feel strong enough and you've healed and you're strong, you can hold your ground, then I would advise that you go back home and make peace. Not go back home to say, okay, I want us to be besties again. Let's be close, man. No, you go back home and you tell them, I've forgiven you for what you did. You, you, you did this to me when I was young. Now you're strong enough to face that uncle, to face that brother. You can be like, I know you did one, two, three. It came to light, I found out, but I've forgiven you. Just know I've forgiven you. And you walk away. You're not going back to say, okay, let's be close. Let's be, no, because mm. hey, you don't, you don't know these people. You don't want to invite toxicity back into your life now after healing all these years. No, but one day, if you're strong enough, you can go back home and be like, hey, mom, I forgive you. I may never be close to you again, but just know I forgive you so that when you die or I die, I die with a good conscience. I know, Wuzi, I freed you. Now, when you die, you know my. I die, and I know my daughter forgave me for what I did to her all these years. That's all I can say. And and when you go back home and tell them those things, you're actually not doing it for them. You're doing it for you, so you can live freely, like with mm. a pure heart. You are cleansed now, even though it might take mm. some time, but at least you know that eventually your spirit is free from all those toxic things that you've been holding on would like to thank everyone that is continuously supporting us and we are so grateful for the positive feedback that we get from you guys so please feel free to send us a dm on instagram at women underscore right at women underscore right sharing your insights or comments about our episodes and also if you'd like to become a guest on one of our episodes tackling a topic of your choice that is in line with our vision and our mission please feel free to send us a dm as well thank you guys for tuning in and we can't wait to have you on our next next one.